that revelation. God is so good. And we thank the Lord for all of his mercies, for all that he has done, all that he has done for us. We appreciate God and God is so good. God is kind to us. Praise God. Isn't the Lord good? Isn't the Lord good? Tonight I just want to um, go over a little bit that was was said. And um, during the um, convention, I appreciate Bishop Rutivi and his wife, Sister Mary or Dr. Mary. It's a good friend of ours. We do love them and appreciate them very much. God is so good. And everybody was so nice. We're so good to see everybody because it's been a while. You know, they had the <clears throat> pandemic, so no no meetings. But this year was so refreshing. I, I wanted to I wanted to be there so so much because I needed just to meet the brethren again and fellowship. And um was a beautiful setting and it was so it was so refreshing and of course the ministers uh, brother Marlow was there brother uh, brother of course I said Bishop Rutivi and his wife was there brother Marlow was there um, brother brother Manning was there brother um, mm. Paul Britton Dr. Paul Brentley was there, um, came in, I think, Saturday night. He was there, and several, Brother Isaac Jerry was there, Brother, um, I'm trying to, of course, Brother John Gakanga, he started, he opened up, uh, and Brother Masuza was there, was good man, David. Uh, from Cedar Rapids, all these, all these men. There's trying to remember. Sister Pat was there from New York. She gave a wonderful talk, and so many people was there. It was it was a good crowd out, and and then um, it was a beautiful crowd, and I enjoy, I enjoyed it so much, and I hope you can listen to the tape. Uh, these tapes of the meeting, you should, you should, you will learn a lot. And the theme of it was um, about in, in Luke, the um, 17 chapter, about, uh, let me see where I want to go, Luke, the 17 chapter about increasing our faith, right? Uh, five and six, um, Luke, the, um, the 17 chapter. And verse 5 and verse 6. And the um, read from verse 1. Go there to verse 1. We'll just talk about that, right? Then said he unto the, the disciples, It is impossible but that offenses will come. But woe unto him through whom they, they come. You cannot stop offenses, but you make sure you're not the one that caused the offense. You're not the guilty party, all right? You make sure that you're not the one that's tearing up the church. 
you're not the one that's listening to the gossips and and all of that tearing up the church because you're going to be the loser. Offense will come, but you cannot win. You cannot if you make the wrong decision. That can cost you your eternal life. That's how important it is. You cannot you cannot afford to miss, okay, or fail because your your eternal life the, depends on it. See, you can't take a chance. You think it's a, oh, I'll do it and I get away. That's not that, that's not true. That's not true. You won't get away with it. You'll pay for it. Every um, offense that you you cause in a church, you will pay for it. And that will um, take away your position, uh, your reward in the kingdom of God. So Jesus uh, gave us that wonderful uh, lessons in Luke 17, verse 2 says, Then notice what happened. Okay? It were better for him that a millstone, look at it, look at it. You cause offense in the church, cause the children of God to stumble. Look what happened. You'll be better off if they put a millstone, you know, tie something around your neck and put that and throw you out in the sea and you sink. He said, it were better for him that a millstone were hang about his neck and he cast into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. See? So um, these little ones, the children of God, these little ones, not only little babies, okay? Don't offend kids or what, but also don't offend the little ones. We are God's children. Okay, verse um, three, 3 says, then he's warning you, take it to yourselves. If your brother trespass against you, rebuke him. That means you correct him, point out his, his mistake to him. And uh, he shouldn't get mad. Hope you can win him. When you're rebuking him, is to you're trying to win him. Okay? Uh, rebuke him. And if he repent, notice. If he repent, but if he doesn't repent, he has to bear that sin. But if he repent, forgive him. Somebody said, I'm sorry, I repent, I've done wrong, I missed it. Don't don't drag it out. Don't you're gonna punish them and forgive them. Okay? Forgive them. Forgive him. But notice what he said. He said, Your brother. Okay? And more so, your brother in the Lord. Okay? Your brother in the Lord. Forgive him. That's what he's dealing with. Your, your brother in the Lord. Ver, verse 4. And if he trespass against thee seven times in a day. Well, that's a lot, isn't it? Seven times in a day. And seven times in a day. He turned again to thee, come back and he repent, saying, I, I repent. Thou shalt forgive him. Do you see how merciful we should be? But he has to repent. There's got to be a repentance. You just don't push it aside and you go on. But you must repent. Verse 5. Then we, this was the theme of the meeting, verse 5. And the apostles said unto the Lord, when they heard this, when they heard this, 
lesson of forgiveness and the seven times how they said, boy, who can who can be saved? saved? And just about they're thinking about some some mean relatives that they have that do I have to forgive? And the apostles said unto the Lord, increase our faith. So that was it. They wanted faith to be able to forgive their um, their brothers. <laughs> they wanted to have faith to forgive their their brothers. And so they Lord, Lord, you have to help us right here. Increase our faith so I can forgive that mean old brother of mine. Uh, we go to the same church. But Lord, it's, I have a hard time standing. I can hardly stand the man. <clears throat> but you have to learn to live with one another. Now because you're going to be in the kingdom together for a long time. Did you know that? How would you like to the person that you can't stand in the church? You're right beside him in the kingdom. And it's not that you can pack up your house, move out, and go to rent an apartment down the road. <laughs> so you have to learn to forgive one another. Even as the Lord forgive us. Then the apostles said unto the Lord, increase our faith. You would too, wouldn't you? Why did they ask to increase? Because they, they, the Lord uh, just set the bar higher at a high level. You know, you know, move on up another another level. That was a high level. The Lord set the uh, set the bar right there, and they said, "Lord, uh, Lord, for forgive us, you know, or, or increase our faith." And then Jesus went on with a, Jesus had such a sense of humor. And he was such a wonderful teacher. He's such a wonderful teacher. Then he said in verse uh, 6, And the Lord said, If he had faith, Notice, uh, mustard seed is the smallest. It's the smallest. If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto this sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root and be thou planted in the sea and it should be it should obey you so they were asking to increase their faith so they could forgive their brothers so the Lord said all if you have faith it's a small amount of faith you will say to the sycamine tree and uh, that sycamine tree it's um, uh, it you know it's it spreads uh, it spreads its roots out very many many roots and it spreads out. It's a very strong tree, uh, and it, uh, you know you can have a lot of problems and a lot of like those many many roots. Okay, you have many many faults, many many sins, many. But God's able to forgive you of all of those, and God will forgive you of all of your sins. Right? If you if you confess your sins, if we confess our sins, the scripture said he's faithful and he's just to um, to forgive us of our sins and to uh, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He said, the sycamore tree be thou plucked up, notice, be thou plucked up by the roots, because those roots is many, many roots. You can you can look it up. Many, many roots. 
and it spreads its roots and it's very hard to to uh, be rooted out. And yet, if you have a grain of mustard seed, all, all of the problems in your brothers, the offense against you, what they've done, you know, those roots, those offenses, those accusations, those charges that they make against you, you'll be able to root them all up. By a little faith, you'll be able to root them all up. Nothing that they can do or say that can stop you from serving God. Amen. Nothing that they can do or say that will, will stop you from going on in God. If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, no matter what problem is in your life, no matter what trouble is in your life, you will be able to overcome it. Amen. Amen? Persecutions, shipwrecks, <laughs> famine, um, false brethren, accusations, trials, testings. Your, your reward, he says that uh, blessed are you when men shall revile you and shall persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely. You know, they spread all kind of evil against you, talk about you, run you down. You know what I mean? Like those, the sycamore tree spreading its roots all over. But if you have faith, nothing shall... Uh, move you, nothing shall separate you because uh, because uh, you're standing upon a sure a sure foundation you're standing upon a rock it's powerful isn't it huh? I, I I didn't uh, talk about it like that that way you know, but the, you have to go from the first verse to begin also to to understand that uh, no matter how much, uh, you know, like those sycamore trees spreading its roots out. You know, people have cancer that's all over their, their body that spread, disease, sickness, all over. But you know, just a little grain of mustard seed faith. Amen? Just a little grain of mustard seed faith can pull up all of those roots. Just a little mustard seed faith will root up out of your life all of those things. And the disciples said, Lord, uh, increase our faith. Increase our faith so that we can we can um, we can uh, believe you and go on uh, with uh, in the faith and how wonderful Jesus is what a great savior then he goes on of course verse 7 not, which of you having a servant plowing or feeding cattle you know your servants out there plowing cattle will say unto him by and by that means when he after work, he labor in the field first, he plows, and he comes home. And you're going to say by and by, and when he is come from the field, after he's finished plowing, you said, go and sit down at the 
at the table. Go on inside and sit down and get something to eat. No, because you've been working out there all day. You know, which of you is going to say that? The next verse. He said, you're not going to, you're not going to do that. You're not going to take in consideration that your servant's been working in the field all day. So go on and sit down and refresh yourself. But this is what you're going to say. You're going to keep him on the job longer. <laughs> okay? You're going to make sure that uh, he come and he's going to serve you. So he said, and will not rather say unto him. This is what you're going to say. Make ready. Go inside and start cooking. Get supper ready. I'm hungry. Don't be long. Make ready wherewith I may sup. Make sure it's good. Nice meal. Prepare for me. And gird that. I know you're hungry. But just gird yourself. <laughs> you understand that? Put on a girdle so you kill that hunger pain. And you'll get strength to serve me. You know what a girdle does? A girdle gives you strength. Gird yourself. Come on, bear yourself. And uh, stay up. Bear yourself. Be strong. Go ahead and prepare me a meal and serve me. And serve me. Till I have eaten. And, uh, and serve me. And stand at the table. Serve me. And when I have eaten and drunken. And afterwards, then, afterwards, when I'm satisfied and when I'm full, then you can sit down and have something to eat. <laughs> Do you understand that? And that happened in life. That happened in life. Bosses do that. And will not rather be where am I? Verse 9. Do it he thank the servants because he did the things that were commanded him? No. He said, I'm paying you. That's your job. He's not thanking him for plowing the field, coming home and cooking the meal. He says, um, I'm paying you. In his heart, in his mind is that you're being paid. That's your job. Your job is to work for me, plant my, far my farm and come home and feed me and take care of me and then when everything is all taken care of and I've eaten, don't rush me, but I've eaten and I've drunk, then you can sit down. So, are you hungry? Gird yourself. Okay? you Just gird yourself up. And you suffer that hunger pain. And you bear up and make sure you are serving me good. Do it, Ethan, that servant, because he did not, or he did the things that were commanded him, I throw not. I, I say not. Right. Verse 10. Then it goes on. So likewise he. Read with me. Read with me. So likewise he. When he shall have done all those things. Which are commanded. You remember that. When, when you serve God. You pray. You fast. Okay. Uh, you you um, study the word of God. Amen. Here's what it goes on says. So likewise ye, you, it's talking about you now, when you shall have done all those things which are commanded you, say, oh, don't, don't go around and, and say, well, 
Look what I've done. Hmm? I've been working in the church. Nobody appreciate me. He is using that servant that was out there working in the field all day. And when he got home, he still had to go inside and prepare the meal to serve the boss. And he had to gird himself. And when it's all over and the boss is satisfied eating and drinking, then he can have something to eat. And the servant cannot complain because he's getting paid. He's going to be rewarded. So the Lord's saying that you're going to get paid. You're going to be rewarded. You're working for God. You're not your home. But you were bought with a price. Are you following me? Said, so likewise, he when you shall have done, look at that. When you shall have done all those things which are commanded you, say, we are, all of us, we are unprofitable servants. We are unprofitable servants. We have done that which was our duty to do. That's all. So when you come here, you labor, you clean, you take care of the house of God, don't complain. Don't murmur. Don't criticize. When you stand and support the church, when you sing, clap your hands, testify. You know, after, after, after you've done all the work, take care of the natural, physical. But now, you have to make sure the boss has something to eat. And to drink. And you make sure you gird your loins. He said, you gird your, go and gird yourself. With what? With truth. With the word of God. Your, your strength to continue is from the word of God. The girdle of truth. Having your loins gird with truth. Otherwise, you'll faint. You're not supposed to faint, but you're supposed to, to endure, press on, as having seen him who is invisible. So likewise you, when you shall have done all of those things which are commanded you. It's a command. You command to go into the field. Right? Remember, the servant was out there plowing, planting, sowing. That's the world. You get out there in the world to win souls, to plow the field. Witness, testify. Remember that brother that told you, said you should testify. Have you done that? Compel them to come in. Okay, pray, Lord, give me souls. Yes, you're plowing, but after you've done that, then you come in. The, you know, you, you come in the church. It's time to serve supper. It's time to clap your hands. It's time to sing praises to God. It's time to shout, run up and down the aisles, testify. Don't well, I've been out there working and I'm tired and I can't come in here. You've been out there plowing and you work all day. So at the end of the week, you can earn an income to pay your tithe. So you don't complain 
You're in the field plowing, out there working to keep the church alive, to keep the light bulb going out bright, to keep this church clean. And now, with all of that Sunday come, you've got to, why don't you lift up your hands and praise the Lord? And you cannot complain. You cannot complain and say, well, I've been doing this, I've been giving. I'm out there working. I'm a, I, I think I'll just relax when I come to church. Oh no. He said gird up your loins. I'm tired. Gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober. Clap your hands. Come alive. Sing praises to God. You testify. And tomorrow you're back out in the field. Testifying. Plowing again. And knowing after the plow is over. You got to go and serve the master. Wonderful isn't it? Eh? It's just your duty to do what you were commanded. We are notice, notice. Don't praise yourself. Don't pat yourself on the shoulder and say, "I've been good and I'm the best and I work hard." And without me, the church will not go on. No, just get down on your knees and say, "Man, I'm so unprofitable." Don't look at what I've done. What you've done? Said we have done. That which was our duty. That's all we've done. That's all you've done. That's all we've done. When we plow the field. Work in the field. Come home and serve the master. That's all we've done. When you give your best. Amen. You still reach out and give more to God. Because we are unprofitable servants. We have done that which was our duty. Man was made to serve God. Man was made in the image of God. Are you getting it? Verse 11. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Next verse. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men. Notice. They were lepers. Which to the far off. They couldn't come near. You know the story of leprosy. I'm just going through a little bit right here. Yeah. And they lifted up their voice. And said who? Jesus. Master. Have mercy on us. And when he saw them. He said unto them. Go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that. As they went, they were cleansed. You see faith? Lord, you see what faith is? Increase your all he, he said, they cried out to Jesus. They said, Go show yourself to the priest. You see them. That's what faith is. Obeying. Obeying the word of the Lord. Do what Jesus says. Do what, do what Jesus tells you to do. He said. They cried to him and he said. Go and show yourself to the priest. And it came to pass that as they went. You, you know it came to pass as they did it. As you witness. As you testify. As you cry to the Lord and say help us. Have to our church daily. Bless us Lord. Heal us. Deliver us. Revive us. Restore us. Hallelujah. 
as they went. They didn't question. What happened? A miracle happened. Fifty. And one of them, when he saw, notice, not all, when he saw that he was healed, turned back. Remember, they were all healed. They all had faith to heal, to be healed. But only one had faith to turn back and say thank you. That was the next level. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back. And with a loud voice, glorified God. Have you ever done that? Are you hanging your head? Every time the preacher comes, he's got to keep boosting you up and he's not ever wondering if you're going to serve God or not. He's got to always propping you up. You don't have enough faith to stay up. Always have to be boosting you and propping you up. But look at this man. All Jesus says, go and show yourself to the priest. Along with the other nine. And the ten of them were healed. But one. Turn back. And with a loud voice. Can you imagine. As he was going. Got healed. And Jesus was way over there. And he began to lift his hands up. And praise the Lord. And glorify God. Oh I tell you. There's a way to have church. Serve the Lord with gladness. Be thankful unto the Lord. You're increasing your faith. And one of them. Next verse 16 says. And he fell down on his face. At his feet. What feet? Jesus. Glorifying Jesus. Praising Jesus. Thanking God. Giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. You know what a Samaritan is? The outcast. The Jews has no dealing with the Samaritan. Let me tell you. It doesn't matter who accepts you or turn you off. And you get your healing. You get your deliverance. And you get your victory. And you know who God is. Nobody can stop you. They glorify God. You have a list church begin to rise up and glorify God. You come to church and let the glory of God be seen. And you begin to serve God no matter who's serving God. You're not serving God because somebody else do it. You're serving because you love him. This is not a well you serve him, I serve him, but if you don't I won't. No, it's an individual thing. Just like those ten lepers. Nine didn't return. What about if nine of your family member doesn't serve God? And you're the only one. Would you stand? Would you still glorify God? Would you make a loud noise? Would you fall down at the feet of Jesus? Would you praise him? Could you clap your hands? Could you say, we will never let the devil have a church? I didn't hear you. Can you serve God if your friends are not serving God? Can they influence you? 
this leprous man could not be influenced by anyone. The others wouldn't go on. The others wouldn't follow the church. The others wouldn't stand up. But that one leprous man stood. And cried with a loud voice. He was not ashamed of the gospel. And fell down at the feet of Jesus Christ and worshipped him. Oh, to have a church like this. Notice, notice, 16. Fell down at his feet. Right? Giving thanks. But notice who he was. He was not even a Jew. He was a Samaritan. They were like outcasts. God's no respect to a person. Verse 17. And Jesus answering said. Were there not ten cleansed? Everybody saw it. But where are the nine? That's the question. Where are the nine? Are you only following Jesus for a miracle? For what you can get out of it? But what about when persecution comes, suffering comes, can you stand? Were they not tent cleansed? Yes. But they, they were cleansed. But they did not have enough faith to turn back and say thank you. 18. Jesus answering said, There are not found, there are not found that return to give glory to God. Save this stranger. See? He was a stranger. But he returned to give God thanks. You ought to give God thanks for the message, the word of God you're hearing. Oh, I, 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 I. It's a beautiful lesson. Verse 19. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. But somebody ought to shout, Thy faith. As may the hope. I, I, I'm going to stop right there. But. I could have preached that in Atlanta. That's powerful. Increase your faith. How do you do that? When you get a blessing. Or without a blessing. You turn back and give God. Glory and praise with a loud voice. And you fall down at the feet of Jesus. I could have preached that. <laughs> Lord. Increase your faith. How do you do that? You don't complain because you're out plowing all day. In the field. And God demands more of you. Sometimes more, of you, more from you than anybody else. Why me? Serve the Lord with gladness. Gird up the loins of your mind. Because in due time, you will reap if you faint not. Amen. Did I do good tonight? 